0: Psalms 119, 81, My soul fainteth for my salvation, but I hope in thy word. My eyes fail for thy word, saying, When wilt thou comfort me? For I am become like a bottle in the smoke, yet do I not forget thy statutes. How many times are the days of the servants? Will thou Execute judgment on them that persecuted me. The proud that diggeth pits for me which are not after thy law. All thy commandments are faithful. Thou perse- persecute me wrongfully. Help thy me. They had almost consumed me upon earth, but I forsook not thy precepts. Quicken me after thy loving kindness. So shall I keep the testimony of my mouth. Let us pray. Father, we just thank you tonight as you touch us hearts and lift us up, encourage us, help us to be what we need to be, Father, and we just thank you for all that you've done. In Jesus' name we do pray, amen. There are 22 of these eight verses in the Psalms 119, and the, for the most part, if you read the first 10, 11, it's an upbeat Psalms of praising God, glorifying God, giving God the glory in all things. Uh, and, and then you get to this part of the Psalms, that, uh, that one set of eight, and it's just a low point, just a low point in the psalmist's life. Then after this, he starts picking it back up again and praising God, giving God the glory. So uh, uh, this, this is the lowest point that this psalmist is that in this eight verses. And there's not a person here that doesn't have low places in their life. Uh, Where uh, you're just overwhelmed with the things of life, hurting with circumstances and situations, you're, you're not necessarily quitting on God, just burdened and bothered with the things that's going on in life. Let me say there's, there's only five verses in the 176 verses that don't say anything or reference God in some way, form, or fashion. Now this whole 176. And the first one is found in verse 84 that doesn't say anything about the Scriptures, the Word of God. You say, what does it? have to do anything with us. I find out if you're not careful in your low places in life, you'll lose focus on the God of your life. Yeah. Uh, up to this point, uh, he is constantly referencing uh, the commandments of the Lord. Uh, uh, at The first time he doesn't mention the God and it is at that low point in his life. We have to be honest with ourselves it is in those low points ourselves in our life is when we really start taking our like losing focus on the things that actually can help us those low points in life there's in every time that we should be grabbing the word of god in the people of God and the house of God is those low points, that's when we start pushing it away. But I want to draw your attention to verse number 83 when he said for I become like a bottle in the smoke. So I want to preach a few minutes just tonight just to give you an encouragement to help you surviving the smoke. What in the world does this mean? A bottle in the smoke If you read the culture back then and what was going on, uh, they made their bottles or their containers out of animal skin and they let it dry out and they mold it and and fashion it that it will be able to hold uh, water or wine, whatever they're going to put in it. It's able to hold that. And and what they would do, what they're talking about here, they would take it and they lived in tents and, and they would hang the bottles up And when they build a fire in there to keep warm, that smoke would rise up. And when that smoke hit that bottle, that animal skin, it would start to turn it black. It it would start to dry it out, rust it out. And whatever was inside that bottle, the smoke would affect. Psalms is saying, I'm like a bottle. That is hung up. I feel like the Lord has just hung me up to dry. I, I'm going through this smoky situation in my life, and I feel like I'm in a place where I'm getting dried out. I feel like I'm in a place where I'm getting a little bit bitter. I'm getting in a place where I'm feeling like I've become useless. And I really want to get out of this smoky spot. How many of you know what I'm talking about, Been in some of those smoky spots in your life? and You know what causes smoke. Fire causes smoke. The Bible says that we're going to go through fiery trials and the fiery trials of our affection in our life. I-, I want to tell you this. If you stay in a fiery smoke, if you stay in it long enough, you'll start feeling like God has just hung you out to dry. God has forgotten about you and you don't know what to do. And God, you're, you're not helping me, God. God, you're not guiding me. You ain't doing anything for me, God. I found this out by burning stuff. It'll cause you to, you can't, it's hard to see in the smoke. You ever burn any wood or fire And that smoke gets to rolling, you can't see through that smoke. I find what the psalmist is talking about. I'm in that smoky spot, and I cannot see clearly. The smoke has affected my vision, it affects my eyesight. It's hard to focus when you're constantly rubbing your eyes trying to get a clear vision. It's hard to see what you need to see in the smoke. I find the smoke in times of life, and trials of life, it's really hard to see what is going on. That's why we're to walk by faith and not by sight. I I find it's hard to breathe in smoke. Anybody ever been in a smoke-filled room? I don't know, firefighters, they go in them all the time. It's hard to breathe in smoke in a smoke filled room and it can choke you to death if you stay in there long enough. I-, I find there's times in life you say, Lord, I just want to catch my breath. It seems like there's a one smoky situation coming out another over and over and over. Lord, I just really want to catch my breath today. And if you can see it clearly, help me to get out of this smoky situation I am. So what the psalmist is saying here, I'm in a smoke-filled situation. My, I feel like the Lord has uh, uh, left me hung up to dry. I feel like I'm useless now. And everything that's inside of me is starting to get bitter. It doesn't taste good anymore. Uh, so what in the world do we need to see? There's some things I want you to see about this smoke. And the first thing is the root of the smoke, the root of the smoke. I, I find there's only a few places that smoke originates from in the Bible. When you study your Bible, the word smoke is only mentioned about 40 times in your Bible. The two places that is mentioned the most in the Bible is hell and heaven. They're totally the direct opposite of each other. Hell and heaven. Smoke comes from both places. I find that life, hell will belch out a smoke into your life and cause you trouble in your life. It'll blow it in your face. It'll blow into your family. It'll blow into your home. It'll blow it on your job and your walk with life. The whole point. On hell, belting out smoke into you is to get you disrupted. Revelation 9, he opened up the bottomless pit, the Bible said, and there arose a smoke out of the pit as a smoke as a great furnace. I find hell uh, from time to time will just blow smoke up into your life to get you discouraged. The whole reason is to confuse you You get you off track to mess your life up. And finally get you to the place where you say, Lord, I'm just going to quit. I can't take it no more. I've dealt with it over and over. I'm just giving up on it. I I think I'll just get away from that church. I think I get away from those people. I'm going to get away from my Bible. I feel like that if I get away from that preacher preaching and singers, singers, I feel like my life will not be as full as smoke as it is right now. And all I can say, you are right. You're right. You are as absolutely right. You can say that. I'm just going to get up. I'm going to leave out of church and your life will not be as full of smoke as it is when you are in church the whole thing but I can tell you this you can walk out on the church and all your times and troubles and it seems like the smoke is at you and the fiery trials is coming at you and you give it up walk out but I'm telling you what the smoke seems like it'll go away but you are not going to have no peace you're not going to have no joy because that only comes from God you see well, I, I'm telling you, but I'm telling you I want to tell you this it would be a lot less smoky In your life. In your trials. If we just quit on God. Turn your back on the Bible. Because he tries his best to put smoke in your life. To mess you up. And try to get you to quit on God. Get you to the place thinking that God is not listening to you. Thinking God is not helping you. Thinking God is not guiding you in your life. He blows so much smoke into your life that you get confused and don't know what to do, where to go, and who to talk to. And you say, God, what is going on in my life? We found that the devil blows smoke. The devil blew so much smoke in Job's life that he got confused. He didn't know what was going on. He sat down in the ash heaps. Lord, I just, I just want to die. That's the devil's job, and he does it well. To blow that smoke into your face, to tell you, to get you discouraged, want you to quit, time after time after time. But can I say hell is not the only place smoke is blown from? I, I find another place, and that's heaven. Yeah. Exodus 19. is said in Mount Sinai. And I, was altogether out of smoke because the Lord descended upon the fire and the smoke thereof ascended in the smoke of the furnace and the whole mount quaked greatly. Listen, when God got ready to speak to Moses, God said, hey, come up here in Exodus 19. Uh, Moses goes in the smoke uh, and, and he sees that stuff. And for the next 12 chapters, at chapter 19, God gives Moses the law. God gives Moses the commandments. He speaks the word to Moses. He shows Moses the things in the smoke that he would never have seen after not going into the smoke. God told Moses things in smoke that he would have never heard if he had not went into the smoke. I'm telling you, there's some times in your life God is going to put some smoke into your life. Didn't come from the sun. It came from God. There's some things God has put in my life. Didn't come from the sun shining when everything's great and everything, but God put some stuff in my life when I was messed up. When I was down and out and the smoke was my, that's when God was able to put things in my life and direct my life. Because he's only going to show you some things in the smoke that you'll never see anywhere else. So don't count it a, a, a hardship. Don't count it as uh, something uh, dreadful because God's got you in some smoke-filled trial of your life. God's trying to show you something in that smoke trial in your life to get you to recognize and see something in there. Revelations 15 and 8, John was looking in the heaven and the temple. And he said, and the temple was filled with smoke from the glory of God. Can I say this? Anytime God sends a smoke, you're going to find the glory of God in it. God will be in it with you. He said, I'm not going to leave you here. But there's something I want to show you in this smoke. There's something I want to bring out of you in this smoke. There's something I want to put into you in this smoke. Don't, don't count it as being uh, God forgetting you, God forsaking you. Count it as as a blessing from God, bringing in a trial in your life to put something inside you. We see the results of the smoke. I found there's different results from smoke. different causes on a bottle there are different reactions that can be had on the bottle that's hanging in the tin I'll say this, listen to me smoke will give flavor there, there are two things about smoke the said I, I'm a bottle in the smoke the smoke would rise up begin to dry out the bottle weaken the vessel blacken the vessel and, and cause it to be unusable and causing the contents to be bitter. But I, I, I studied and it said they, those who knew would gather the right kind of wood and they would burn the right kind of wood and what they would do, uh, uh, the wood would be burning and they smoke and they knew exactly just how long to leave that bottle in there that the smoke from that kind of wood wouldn't make the contents bitter, but make it sweeter. They knew exactly what wood to burn, how long to burn it, how long to leave it in there, and then they would take it out. God knows exactly what to bring in your life and how long to leave you in that to bring out the sweetness in you. Amen. Amen. Don't think God don't see what's going on in your life. God knows exactly what's going on in your life. It didn't ruin the contents because of smoke. It made it better. God is trying to make you better. God doesn't put you in a smoke to make you bitter. God is bringing that smoky trial in your life to make you better than what you are. Amen. God is a master fire builder. Amen. God knows just how much heat you can handle. God knows how much smoke you can take. God brings a little of this and a little of that together. And what they do, they enhance your life. It doesn't make it sour, but it makes it sweeter. So that all you can do is give God the glory. I have watched some of God's children go through these smoky trials and worst smoke trials of their life. And you know what they're going through. You know what they're dealing with. You know what trials are in their life, what's going on. But yet when they get to the other side, they stand there and they raise their hand and praise God and giving God the glory. It didn't make them bitter when they got through on the other side. It made them better for what God was doing in their life. Our problem is, as Christians, I don't know what kind of, high, I know some people are going to like their meat gone. You cook meat for me, it's got to be well done. It's got to be done. The problem is, a lot of Christians like the seared lifestyle and you get it hot on one side, flip it over and flip it over, and say, take it off. I can't deal." A lot of times when smoke, fiery trials come to your life, you say, Lord, take it away from me now. I can't take it. I can't deal with it anymore. Just let it stay on there long enough. Let it stay on there long enough. <laughs> God says, I know exactly what you can take. Why? I created you. I know what you can do. I know exactly how much to put on you and when to exactly take you off. The problem is we don't want to go through a trial. We don't want to go through a fiery trial. We want to just hit and done and over with. But sometimes God's going to leave you in that smoky trial long enough. Long enough to get you, your attention. So long, I, I can't take that kind of torture i can't take the smoke i can't take the trial problem is you're looking at the wrong thing you're looking at it as a cursing god is looking at it as a blessing god is trying to get your attention god said i I know exactly what you can take what you can take he said i'll leave you in the smoke as long as i need to leave you in the smoke to get you where i need you to be And, and what it does it infuses the vessel he knows exactly, like I said, it infuses the vessel and makes it so much sweeter because he knows exactly how long to leave you there. Amen. He's burning the right thing. He's doing the right thing. God has a purpose for it all. It's not going to happen overnight. We've, we think we can handle a trial for two or three hours, but we want God to get rid of it overnight. But I find that a lot of Christians have learned to live in the smoke. They have have learned to get in those hot places in that smoke. And and they don't like it. And it's tough. But they've learned to live. And not quit. And give up on God. God gave them flavor. Can I say the reaction to smoke should be this? What's if you in a smoke-filled room? What's the first thing they teach you to do? Hit the ground, get on the ground. Reason why smoke rises. You got a lot chance better of breathing down there. You got a lot better chance of making it down there. Y'all see where I'm going. Anytime you get in a smoke-filled situation and trial, don't try to stand up and walk. Don't say, oh, I can fight my way through it. I, I, maybe I can see clearly. Hey, when you get a smoke-filled try, trial in your life, just get down as low as you can and say, God, help me through this. And God will guide you through it. Amen. That's why they teach these people to run in these buildings when they're on fire get low something else you don't run into the fire without some compressed air got something on their backs they got something on but why because you can't breathe in the smoke they got some they got some additional air when you get in a fiery trial you need to get you some auxiliary air You need to get in a place where there's a wind come out of heaven, amen, and God blow down on you and say, hey, here it is. You need to get yourself in a situation where you're low enough that God can breathe on you and give you that action to get you through that trial. Amen. Amen. Oh, man. I find this. The most secure place that you could ever be. The Bible says you are in Christ. And Christ are in you, and Christ is in the Father. That, that's that's right there, three times secure. You can't get no secure than that. You can't get no better than that. If you are in Christ, and Christ is in you, buddy, you you in hands. You in good hands. In that, who's got your Bible open? I hope your Bible. Your Bible got at the top of that eight verses is a, is a word there, ain't it? Capa. Can anybody tell me what that word means? Y'all can't? Well, let me educate y'all. Ooh. That word means in the palm of his hand or under someone's wing. What he said, the psalmist said, I I praise God, all those chapters, I've given God the glory, but I hit a rough spot in my life. I hit a bad spot in my life. I I didn't know what was coming on me. I felt like I was been hanging out to dry, but I had to realize and I had to remember, I'm still in his hands. I'm still under his wings. The only way you're going to ever make it through a smoky trial is to remember you in his hands. And he said the, only, the other reason why he was able to make it because he remembered his precepts, his statutes, his commandments. you got to remember what God said he's going to do and the promises God has given you and hold on to that. God said, I'll never leave you, I'll never forsake you. I'm closer than a brother. And let me tell you what. He didn't say, well, I'm going to bring you to a fiery trial. I'm going to bring you to that smoking situation in your life, and I'm just going to leave you there. I'm going to back off and see what you do. No, no, no. He says, I'll be right there with you. I promise you, I will be there with you. Whatever you're walking through, no matter what you're going through, I'm right there with you. Sometimes we just don't see clearly in the smoke. The reason why you don't is because you're looking with your eyes. Start walking by faith. God, I, I can't see you. I, I, I sometimes don't feel like you're around me. I don't feel like you're guiding me, but Lord, I know you said you'll never leave me. You won't leave me in this smoky trial myself. You're here somewhere. All of you are saying, Lord, take my hand and lead me through this smoky trial. Amen. If God said he'll never leave you he's not gonna leave you all you need to do is ask God God breathe on me in my smoky trial and get me through it and bring me out the other side all I'm saying is when you go we all here go through trials there's not a person in here that doesn't go through a trial but what I'm saying is don't let it make you bitter and quit and give up on God Because God is there, too. God is with you. Amen. Amen.